0: Get it now? It's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping a track Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah, back.
1: Ooh. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. It's. It's Christian. <clears throat> I'm your host. Kyle, also known as the hardest part of the ring. And we got some TNA for you today. Genesis. Not not the Genesis of Michael McGillicuddy. The- <laughs> How many 2010 references do I need to make before people shut this shit off? Oh, tits. Well, TNA Genesis 2000. <laughs> 2000- Five. We are uh, of course, fresh off the heels of Bound for Glory. Uh, that is where, of course, Rhino closed the show with the NWA championship, defeating Jeff Jarrett in the main event after winning a crazy ass monsters ball match, a-, a legendary one. That's the one where Jeff Hardy had that in- that insane spot. Swan taunting off the stage. Yeah, there's barbed wire, there's tacks, there's semen, all of that, and there's a lot of that in this show as well. So don't uh, don't think you're getting gypped with Genesis, folks. But speaking of Bound for Glory, <laughs> my my favorite part of the show was the uh, the botched Ultimate X match. Of course, that is where the uh, the X fell. Uh, just randomly in the middle of the match, you know, somebody got speared off the cables. The cables bounced back and forth, and uh, the X just came tumbling without anybody grabbing it. Then uh, that this would cause staff backstage attendants to uh, come out with a big old big old ladder and hang that Joker back up with some duct tape. But apparently, it was not strong enough because it fucking fell again. But this time, uh, Petey Williams. I was able to catch it. And we talked about this in my previous episode that I did with Young Kings Wrestling, which, by the way, go check that out in the archives. Really fun episode. But we talked about it and it was like, was this a botch? Was this uh, was this supposed to happen? And I, I was very convinced that it, it was indeed a botch, that it was not supposed to happen. And what happened a few weeks later may or may not. It might support my argument. It might go against it. I'll let that <laughs> for you to decide. But um, TNA had their first ever two hour primetime special on Spike on uh, November 3rd, 2005, just a few weeks before this show. And uh, a great show, by the way, if you have Impact Plus, that's actually that's a pay-per-view quality show, in my opinion, Uh, again, from November 3rd, 2005. But uh, I mean, on that show, you saw Jeff Jarrett reclaim the NWA championship from Rhino because you can't have. The title and somebody else for too long. You got to get that old double J in there to uh, slap their nuts or whatever he does. Whatever that thing is. What the fuck is slap nuts? That's like something I always hear, but I never care to ask about. Uh, But you saw that. You saw Jarrett walk out with the title. Of course, with a bunch of shenanigans with his his planet Jarrett faction. You saw some great X Division matches on that show. But you also had Mike Tanay and Don West uh, on camera apologize for the mishap that happened at bound for glory uh, of course referencing the x the ultimate x match where it didn't go as planned so they basically were like to make up for that to make it up to you fans we're gonna offer a rematch of that ultimate x match on free tv so that is another match that happened on that primetime special and uh a great match and it went this time the x did not fall they added a uh Couple, couple carabiners or some chains. A couple different things. Pretty similar to what we would see today from an Ultimate X-Match. No longer is it just uh, <laughs> some fucking scotch tape holding that shit up. But um, yeah, so that's basically all that to say that that's that's where we are here at this point uh, towards the end of 2005 with Genesis. Uh, great pay-per-view. Great show. Really fun to talk about as well. It's just a, such a fun era in my opinion, for TNA. It's really uh, when the momentum is really kicking off. I think, in my opinion, probably the height of the X Division. And uh, got a lot of big names coming in. Been talking about it. I've brought it up a bunch on uh, previous episodes, previous recaps as we kind of journey through the history of TNA. But that really gets uh, put in action on this show. Genesis. If If you think about TNA Genesis 2005, you probably think about one thing, the major talent acquisition i'll leave it at that but uh big moment for tna big debut kind of in the middle of the show then kind of comes back to close it a fun thread to uh to witness and discuss on uh on genesis but uh yeah like i said just i, I love this era of tna one thing i love about it i brought up the x division and how great it is and i think a lot of that is attributed to to uh, like the fluidity between the TNA and Ring of Honor rosters because you got on, on this show you got like Roderick Strong, you got Austin Aries before he's Austin star. you like real Austin Aries. Of course, you got like Joe and Daniels, AJ, all those guys. But it's, it just adds so much to have that level of uh, talent in the ring at once. I mean, there's an eight man tag match on this show, and today in 2022 we've been conditioned. To, oh, it's another multi man tag match. Oh, uh, it's just a throwaway bullshit thing, right? But no, at TNA, this kind of thing, it was a big deal. And I would say this match and the stuff afterward of that match was probably the most significant part of this show, other than the major debut. But uh, lots going on. Of course, you got X Division title match between AJ Styles and PD Williams. You got like a crazy six-man tag street fight to close the show. You got, you know... Barbed wire, hockey sticks, Lucha Libre, just incredible. This show has it all. But uh, if you like all that shit that I just listed out, and maybe if you're you're just stumbling upon the apron bump, I implore you to go to apronbump.com, go to the episodes tab at the top, and select TNA, and that'll bring you to all of my TNA episodes that I've covered thus far. I started from the very beginning, the very first uh, three-hour pay-per-view, Victory Road. 2004 and now we are at uh, Genesis 2005 roughly a year afterwards and I have covered every pay-per-view in between so go check that out if you have not already check it out on uh wherever you listen to podcasts as well as YouTube for the video versions of those so uh always a good time talking about TNA and was especially great today with my guest Katie from the She Leach Showcase uh, I've had her on previously uh, in my previous WCW Uncensored 1995 episode, which was a uh, man. What a uh, I mean, the podcast episode was fun, but the, the fucking pay-per-view was an, an, an abomination, to say the least. But uh, but yeah, check out Katie live on Twitch with her co-host Savannah every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Get in that live chat. It's always a good time. Uh, they talk about all of the major headlines and wrestling throughout the week. They also get a lot into like New Japan, really detailed into AEW. They do a lot of unique content over there. Give the old uh, female perspective of wrestling, which is fun. So go check that out. Like I said, live on Twitch. And of course, wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as YouTube. Uh, check out her series Inside the Mind as well, which is on that same podcast feed. So. Inside the Mind, which, by the way, is an interview series of various podcast uh, characters, podcast figures, probably a lot of people that you know if you're listening to this. Uh, but check me out on Inside the Mind from uh, December 27th, I believe. It was in December. But uh, go to the she showcase and find Inside the Mind of Kyle Bird for uh, a little taste if you want to get introduced to it. It was a really fun time. Definitely recommend everything She Leach Showcase and Katie Kinsey. Follow her on Twitter at Katie 13. You'll find the link tree for all her shit there. But let's get right into the show. TNA Genesis 2005 with myself and Katie from the She Leach Showcase. It's not like 40 miles an hour now, but you might hear like gusts of wind randomly.
0: That's that's, fine.
1: Add some ambiance.
0: It does. You know, it's winter. It makes sense.
1: It does. Yeah. I have a fucking window AC, so like the wall behind it's like very thin. So every little pop and I hear. So (laughs) we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Like the shirt, by the way love it
0: thanks i told you i'd wear it i told you
1: i respect if i had any eddie shirts i'd wear it but
0: well i bought it because vince wanted to start this whole he's the porno poppy i'm not bullshit so i bought one
1: right that's because i'm petty no that's that's a strong argument you know i mean it (laughs) says you're the poppy like it does It's right you can't argue with that
0: you can't (laughs) it's illegal
1: speaking of illegal I don't really have a segue. I
0: was like, what is going to be your segue for this?
1: um, Embezzling funds. No, so uh, TNA. So did you get a chance to watch the show?
0: I did, actually. It was very good. Like, way, way better than, uh, would you make me watch WCW?
1: (laughs) So wait, you're telling me that AJ (laughs) Styles versus Petey Williams is better than Dustin Rhodes versus Nameless Heel number five in a bale of hay. You're you're telling me that.
0: A thousand percent, yes.
1: To each their own, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Listen,
0: you also made me watch a show from before I was born. I knew, like, seven people on that show. This one, Mm. I knew about 99% of the people.
1: When were you born again?
0: 96.
1: Were you uh, in the womb during Uncensored? Is that what the show's called? Uncensored, yeah.
0: It started with a U. I don't remember. Yeah. when did that happen? Do you remember? Do you know what mom's experience?
1: It was like early. It might have been February.
0: Then no.
1: Okay. I was about to say if you were, then that counts. <laughs> like, just y-
0: not fucking count.
1: Your mom could have put the headphones on while, you know.
0: I guarantee you, my mom was not watching that shit
1: show. So she wasn't. Literally. She wasn't watching the Harlem Heat uh, fight the Nasty Boys with mustard and ketchup.
0: No, and like, didn't we say that was like the best match on the card? And that's saying something.
1: It was, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so Genesis, you would say is better. What were your, I guess, what were your overall uh, thoughts on it?
0: Fantastic fucking show. Like the wrestling was good. Yeah. This was like my first taste of TNA.
1: Okay, it's a it's a pretty good time to get in to it. Yeah. Cause uh like like before Spike, which for context, this is like a month. After they got to Spike TV, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: everything before that doesn't fucking matter. Like, it's it's really it's jarring how fast things change. And like because you got like people that you wouldn't even know, like Shocker. um, Who else trying to think? You got like random legends pop in and out like Jimmy Snuka and uh, Dustin Rhodes came in and out. um, Okay. fucking, I guess, you know, CM Punk and stuff with it. So there was some good stuff, actually. But yeah didn't really it wasn't really Canon uh at this point in time because this is what us uh, uh November of uh 2005 and uh which is prop Steve wearing the shirt for anybody that's unaware November of 05 is when Eddie Guerrero passed away mm-hmm. and this is like a week after I think um, it was
0: v- v- like very much like after it happened
1: yeah which was were you, were you watching wrestling at that time did, did that hit you at all when Eddie passed away? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, because like I, I didn't watch him in WCW, but even just from his WWF run WWE, I mean, you could tell. I mean, he was such a presence. I mean, we could we could do a whole podcast on Eddie Guerrero, but uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a sad time for sure.
0: Yeah. And at first, I didn't even realize it was like after it happened until like they opened the show with it and everything. I was like, yeah, oh, holy shit. It was like right after it happened then.
1: Right. Yeah, so it's because like it opens up, like you said, it had like a uh, in memory of Eddie Guerrero thing. It's like oh shit, mm-hmm. and then like the, it, it cuts to the crowd and everybody's chanting Eddie, Eddie. Everybody has Eddie's signs. which is really cool.
0: Yeah, um,
1: Conan gives a shout out during the show. A couple people do actually, but
0: yeah, a few
1: people. Yeah, because I, th- I was, I was just thinking of like the people on the show. I guess there's not a ton of people included that like worked with Eddie or were close to him, but there were a few. Um yeah. But yeah. Genesis. Oh, five. Definitely a uh, that's an interesting show for sure. I think there's one thing that people remember about this show, like at one thing that stands out at least, um, which we'll get to. We'll
0: OK, get to. I'm curious now because I went in blind, like not knowing anything about this.
1: Well, what would you think the most memorable portion of this show was?
0: Oh, wouldn't it have been Christian?
1: It's it's Christian. <laughs>
0: I forgot that even happened.
1: How dare you? You missed his bootcut jeans and his black dockers. (laughs)
0: Listen, I remember shaking my camera. Like I've seen (laughs) clips of Christian and TNA. Like I've never sat down and watched TNA or impact or anything, but I've seen matches here and there. And I knew Christian at one point wasn't TNA. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know I would see his debut in TNA.
1: Mm. Well, we'll get more into it. Uh, we'll get there. When we get to it, but that 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 is how he rolls. <sighs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so the show kicks off. Well, h- how do you kick off a red hot show with uh just incredible and uh fuck, man. So this is this first match. So it's Raven versus mm-hmm. a mystery opponent, a man from Raven's past, and uh so the backstory here is that Raven, he was recently the world champion in TNA, mm-hmm. but he lost the title in a random ass uh, house show in Canada um, okay. to Jeff Jarrett. And it was a whole thing the AMW. we will we'll see him later in the show. But that's basically mm-hmm. when that faction was created. AMW turned heel. It was a whole hullabaloo and shenanigans that happened. Um, so Raven basically got the title stolen from him, and he basically blames championship committee member Larry Zabisco for uh, for losing this title for some reason, I guess he's the authority figure, uh, so it's his fault, which, which makes sense. That all checks out to me. Um, <laughs> so there's been a lot of aggression amongst those two the authority figure and Raven. Um, and it's all kind of led to this where basically Larry picked an opponent for Raven. Um, but but, but first, before that, he offers him a choice. Larry does, he offers Raven either his release. Or he's going to make Raven's life a living hell, which is quite the, quite the, quite the choice. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, of course, Raven choose the uh, living hell uh, option. Option he's B. Uh, yeah, he's Raven. Yeah, go with the real. waver. Um, Larry, at, at some point, because it's like a promo between Larry and Larry has like all security surrounding him, And he's basically poking at Raven. He's like, well, I hear your girlfriend makes all your decisions. And it's like, who's his girlfriend? That's the whole thing which actually I forget who it is, but I know this is kind of like planting seeds for uh his faction that he creates. okay uh, it's not the flock, but it's it is uh, with <laughs> a different name uh, but uh so that's basically what that is. but then uh so Raven he chooses to stay not to take his release. so Larry announces his opponent, P. j. Polacco otherwise known as Just Incredible. So obviously, they work together in ECW. Mm-hmm. And the story that commentary is kind of trying to push forward is that Raven held uh, Just Incredible back in ECW, which I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe it is. I don't know. You an ECW watcher? No. You weren't watching ECW as a, uh, what, a two-year-old?
0: No. If I was, I don't have any memory of
1: it. You said your parents didn't let you watch uh, Sandman get crucified, uh, and people rip each other open with shards of glass
0: no well, if that's... i was on that side of the state probably but since i'm on the opposite side
1: uh, yeah you're so close you're like what how, how far is that how, how far is pity how... city
0: <laughs> uh i think Philly's like five six hours away from me
1: oh jesus you're like as close as i am to philly never mind then yeah um... like
0: new york, <laughs> new york is like super close to philly i realized like later yeah. in my life which is weird
1: I have no concept of like how far things are. Neither do I. Like Philly is five hours away from me, but Pittsburgh is probably like ten hours. Which yeah. to, to me, they're like next to each other, so it doesn't make any sense. Um, I
0: agree.
1: But so we have this match here: Raven versus PJ Palacco. It's kind of a rough match, honestly. But uh, you get PJ's coming out here. He has really baggy clothes, and I mean, you can never tell how like in shape somebody is when they're bald and they have baggy clothes. Um, which is, I guess, props to him. Uh, But he's coming out here with a kendo stick. He does the whole thing. Cassidy Riley, who is like Raven's minion, comes out during this to try to help him. But he gets a kendo stick to the head by uh, just incredible. Uh, But ultimately, Raven regains control by this distract. Distraction hits the Raven effect DDT for the win. So Raven wins and uh, championship committee member Larry Zabisco is none too pleased with this A little shot of him. Frowning, uh, so yeah. What were your, what were your <laughs> thoughts on this this barn burner of an opener?
0: No, oh, I mean, what a way to kick it off! I mean, this versus Dustin Rhodes versus whoever in a moving truck. I mean,
1: <laughs> man, <laughs> I
0: don't know. No, I mean the match wasn't bad. I mean, it was it was okay. It was it was, it was, it was, kind of, it was rough. It
1: was it was, it was a brawl, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. What else do you expect?
0: Yeah, I mean, if Zabisco's is trying to bring people from Raven's Pass, then you don't expect it to be like a typical, like, good. Wrestling mm. good.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like somebody who else from ECW fucking, uh, I don't know. I'm blanking on ECW people. Uh, Hack Myers, right? Sure. You, you're a big Hack Myers fan, right?
0: Oh, you caught me, Kyle. You caught me
1: man, the next time I bring you on, it's going to be an ECW show and you're going to get to witness the shot Honestly, of ECW.
0: <laughs> Expose me, me to the new things slash old things that I have never seen.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a common theme that I have to like, when I give you shows, they have to start with a, uh, applauding match and then, then get to uh, the good stuff. So yes, yeah,
0: so you better find me a good ECW show then. Well, cause we're two for two right now.
1: You might We'd... have to wait a few years then. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's a little uh, but hey, hey, the, this show Genesis, okay. You had that that opener, but now now we got some good stuff. Got a hockey stick on a pole match. <laughs> it is a uh, a six man hockey stick on a pole match. You can't just have a one on one hockey stick on a pole match. God forbid. And uh, of course, special guest referee Kip James. Um, what do you think of Kip James in his uh, referee attire? Why? Are you uh, <sighs> is it is it is it, is it arousal that it, it emits from you? Is it uh, no, no, no? It's you. Don't, I mean, no.
0: Kip James is not my type. So
1: is Billy Gunn your type? No. <laughs> what about the one Billy Gunn?
0: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the New
1: Age Outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> What was he the Smoking Guns? I guess you're still Billy Gunn. None Um, of the above.
0: (laughs) No, Billy Gunn in any iteration is not my type. So.
1: You're just full of bad opinions today. So we have the. Bold. (laughs) Bold. It is the Three Life Crew versus Team Canada. Uh, Three Life Crew, of course, BG James, Conan, and Ron Killings versus A1, Bobby Roode, and Eric Young. So got a few few faces that we see today in this match, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, So the backstory here, it's it's this ne- never ending story. It's mo- it's more of like an internal struggle within the, the Three Life Crew because yeah, they were a faction, and then Billy Gunn debuts. So now yeah. it's like, hey Road Dog, are you with us? Are you with Billy Gunn? And that they drag that out for literally a year, which we're still at. Watch, it seems here? like. I, I, um, for the most it may be like february of 05 so Jeez. pretty much too long Jeez. but there's like nothing nothing ever happens it's always the same thing it's always like yeah no i'm with you conan and conan's like what's up say yo you ain't with us you a bitch <laughs> that's, that's the gist of it um yeah. but uh yeah so kip james is a ref so he's basically here essentially he's gonna choose who he's siding with in this match i guess is the uh yeah. And then you just add hockey sticks on a pole because they're uh, Canadians that they're facing. Really uh, makes sense. You got to drive that point home to make sure the uh, the audience knows. Yeah,
0: come on now, Canadians. Hockey. hockey.
1: Yeah. See, that's what they like. That's what they like. Hmm. It could have been a bag of milk on a pole match too, but maybe that'll <laughs> be the next pay per view. Um, <laughs> but uh, the match starts. Well, first Road Dog does his whole shtick, the uh, the New Age Outlaws thing, but with the Three Life Crew. Uh, three live crew that shit. Um, Conan then grabs the mic, then does his stick but he also gives a shout out to Eddie, big Eddie Guerrero chants and all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah. So the match, <laughs> the match itself is uh, here's here some spots that stuck out to me. Uh, you have uh, Conan putting a shoe on a hockey stick and uh, stabbing people with his shoe. Um, what else? Eric Young. He uh, he decides to put on headgear, which looks like a leather, uh, like a football helmet from the 1850s, <laughs> mm. and uh, he goes up. He grabs the the hockey stick. Which, by the way, these hockey sticks are so fucking high up in the air. They're like in the yeah, poles.
0: Like, why are they so high up?
1: <laughs> you, you gotta want it, I guess. <laughs> you gotta, that's
0: that's asinine. There's no reason it should be that high up.
1: They have to like shimmy up there. They have to like. What do you call it? I don't know. I'm not doing this again, Um, but (laughs) Eric Young, he grabs a stick. But here's the thing. Uh, Eric Young was not legal when he grabbed the stick, so therefore he cannot use the stick because rules Um, because
0: rules. Yes.
1: And Kip James, of course, is the referee. He's here to enforce those rules. So he notes that Eric Young is not legal. So he grabs his hockey stick, snaps it over his knee um, and then throws it out. Good thing we got five more hockey sticks. Yeah, um, don't
0: worry, guys. There's more options.
1: Thank God, I was getting worried. But uh, but BG James, he's legal, but he's afraid of heights, uh, which I can't blame him because as we mentioned, they're very high.
0: They're so high up for no reason.
1: Unnecessarily high. Uh, but our truth doesn't care, so he, he gets tagged in. He just jumps up and grabs it. Uh, I don't even think he climbs the ropes. I think he just handsprings up there, and, <laughs> um, but he grabs a stick. And then it's just a bunch of nonsense happens. But ultimately, uh, the finish comes when uh, Eric Young, he's on his back. His legs are a spread. Uh, BG and Conan are holding hockey sticks on Eric Young's crotch for uh, R-Truth to come from the top rope with a leg drop, uh, landing on Eric Young's gooch with the hockey sticks uh, placed upon them. And that gives... Three live crew the win, so uh, yeah. Hockey sticks thoughts.
0: Hockey sticks, what a what a time! Uh, I mean, the match itself wasn't like too bad. No. Everyone in there, I I think I knew everyone besides A One, so like you're I not had, missing anything. I like didn't even bother to look up look them up. I was like, I don't care.
1: His Wikipedia is like, very else, short.
0: I've seen like wrestle in some capacity before, so I know they're all good.
1: Our truth yeah.
0: phenomenal. Age has is. been he, literally? Like, yeah. how old is he? he? Yeah,
1: I think he's. I like, think he stays twenty.
0: I, he has to. There's no way.
1: He's like. I think he's probably like forty-five. I would guess. So,
0: yeah, that's. That, how? Yeah. How, I don't understand. He's a time traveler.
1: <laughs> or something. He really is. He's. He's so good.
0: He's incredible. He was the best part of the entire match. I think. Yeah. The hockey sticks gotta go.
1: You didn't like the hockey sticks.
0: I didn't I would have been fine with the hockey sticks if they weren't so high up in the air. Again, I don't know how many times we've emphasize this. <laughs> if they were like how do you how do you even describe how high they were?
1: Probably with feet, uh meters. You could also probably describe them with um what else? pounds? Okay. No, that's weight. Um,
0: pounds, that's
1: not correct. <laughs> or currency. But um not yeah. True. So.
0: They were too high. If they would have been lowered, I feel like it would have is been... it too
1: high.
0: God <laughs> damn it.
1: Cheap it up.
0: Oh, God.
1: <clears throat> You're saying mm. uh,
0: if they weren't as high, <laughs> then I feel like it would have been better because people were struggling to get those damn hockey sticks.
1: Yeah, the match is more hockey sticks versus everybody else than uh, the two <laughs> Literally, teams. Literally,
0: though. I mean, yeah, it was, a, it was a good match. It wasn't bad. I think the video package did a better job of the match than itself. But.
1: <laughs> yeah, their, their video packages have gotten better over the years. They used to be very I mean, like.
0: If, from the video package I saw on this pay-per-view, they were pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, they at so. least. Yeah, because they used to be just like PowerPoint, uh, Microsoft's like Word media player, like amateur. Somebody amateur just whipped up something yeah. with word art. Just. Names, names. Um, but they're getting better. They're improving. But uh, yeah, like you said, pretty good match. Uh, but at the end, uh, Conan and Kip James fist bump, which is a pretty big moment because they had been uh, at odds for huge
0: moment.
1: Very long. Yeah, I, I know you. I'm sure when you were watching this, you're like, wow, I need to uh, go walk away for a second and absorb this.
0: I needed a minute. Had to go take a drink.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Terrible. <laughs> I don't appreciate your sarcastic tone, Um, (laughs) but to more serious matters, James Mitchell has an egg. Um, So Shane Douglas, the interviewer, he's. Do you have a problem? Is there an issue?
0: No, no, I'm good. I'm good.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna make sure. Um, I wanna make (laughs) sure you weren't laughing at the uh, very uh, demonic presence of abyss.
0: No, I just have something stuck in my throat. throat)
1: That's good. Uh, See if Shane Douglas. Backstage he's interviewing Abyss and James Mitchell. Uh well he's interviewing James Mitchell because Abyss is a mute. Um so James Mitchell's talking, and uh he's basically it's a it's a build-up to the match later in the show. It's a hardcore match between Abyss and Sabu, and they're basically building this up. Uh Sabu, he's been using a lot of barbed wire in his arsenal. He basically like wrapped barbed wire around his forearm and attack abyss with it, and this according to James Mitchell has uh, unearthed a uh, a phobia that Abyss uh, used to have that he worked through. But now now it's back and now he's just he 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 brought down his barriers and now those barriers are up uh, Abyss. So uh, it's it's a barbed wire phobia that Abyss uh, seemingly has. Um, but Savvy was taking advantage of that and they are not too pleased about it. So uh, Savvy will suffer, I guess. And uh, now I know what you're thinking. You're like, Okay, it's an okay promo, but I'm having a hard time visualizing uh what this is gonna look like uh in the wrestling uh, arena. Uh but don't worry, because James Mi- James Mitchell has an egg. It represents Sabu's head, and Abyss takes this egg and smashes it. And that's what's gonna happen to Sabu's head. Do you like the uh the visual aid that Jimmy Mitchell brought into this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm a visual type of guy, so I need to see it.
1: Mm. How do you like your eggs? Scrambled. Me too. So this nice. next match... Uh-
0: <laughs> Perfect segue.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of eggs, mine were fertilized from this next segment. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so we got Mike Tanay and Don West. They're running down the card. Which, by the way, what are your thoughts on... Because you said this is your first... It's like your introduction to TNA. What did you think of Mike Tenay and Don West on commentary?
0: They were bad. I had no issue with it.
1: I, I always loved them. I thought they were very. Uh, it felt like they were a part of the product. If that makes sense. They didn't feel like they were just brought in to like do a job. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. They definitely like felt right for this.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um. So they're running down the rest of the card and then it cuts to b- backstage to somebody's feet. Uh, the aforementioned boot cut jeans and black shoes, black dress shoes of some sort, uh, walking into a hallway and uh, turning into the tunnel, I guess. Um, and this is building up to the new major talent acquisition that TNA has just uh, acquired. And uh, it's, it's been a whole, oh, the rumors are swirling. Who is it going to be? Then it cuts to the impact zone. Music starts, but nobody knows who it is because it's it's their debut. Yeah. But it's the same music that we saw was it was it earlier this year or last year when uh Christian Cage debuted, which is uh so you, you had you knew Christian was in TNA. What what did yeah. you think when you saw him come out here as his the, debut?
0: What is the, the outfit choice? Yes, <laughs> i get it 2005 yeah.
1: but what the fuck no this is kind of how i dressed in 2005 too so i can't really oh uh, i
0: can see it i can see you dressing like this
1: too. i wore a lot of jeans and dark shoes and bad button-ups so was hairstyle is pretty similar one. yeah um but <laughs> <laughs> so christian comes out he cuts the whole promo deal it's his introduction to tna and as I was like watching this and listening to him talk, it's it's funny how similar the TNA and WWE dynamic is to the current day. AEW WWE dynamic because mm-hmm. Christian's out here. He's talking like, oh, I came here because I'm a wrestler and I like real pro wrestling, which is like yep. <laughs> never goes out of style, I guess.
0: Why would it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right?
1: I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a big moment for TNA because TNA they had had names come in like Jeff Hardy's there, uh, yeah. the Dudleys, but Christian to me was like the like the first big one because he he had so much momentum at this point in WWE because he's literally coming off of main eventing a pay per view in WWE like the month previous to this for the, the wow. WWE title okay. and um, so he had all that momentum and now he's in TNA because like the Dudleys are there but they were kind of they kind of like. Petered out in WWE for their, like, nameless henchmen for a while. Uh, yeah. Jeff Hardy was in a weird spot. But Christian was like, okay, this guy's a star. And this of like, snowball to, like, Sting, I think, comes in a month or two. And then you got, like, Kurt Angle, like, a year from now. So
0: yeah,
1: um, so it's a big moment for TNA. Christian, like I said, he's out there saying that he's here because uh, he doesn't want to see a grown man dressed as a doctor pulling things out of another man's ass. Uh, which is the thing that happened on Raw, but kiss uh, yeah. case, case you weren't clear. But no,
0: uh, oh I I put two and two together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he makes it clear that he wasn't fired. He just decided to not take the, the contract that WWE offered them or offered him. He says he was offered a, a hefty sum, but he said he, he's in TNA because he wants to be a part of uh, something. He wants to be a part of wrestling being reinvented, which is what he uh, thinks TNA is at this point. Um, and he compares it to like back in the mid 90s or late 90s. You had WCW and WWF where WCW was like full of old, tired wrestlers. And then WWF was this like new, vibrant company. Yeah. And now he's basically saying that that's shifted to WWE and TNA where WWE is the old company and TNA is the new vibrant company, which is it's fun. You know, it's, it's a fun little thing. It's fun.
0: It's
1: a fun time. We're having yeah. fun here. <laughs> Aren't we all having fun, gang? Um <laughs> But Christian then calls out. He sees the the bashing of WWE is finally over, and now he's uh, he calls out Jeff Jarrett. Basically, he says he's here to take the NWA World Title because that's how he rolls. I forgot that was his catchphrase. Um, you yeah. should bring it back. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and this brings out Scott Demore, who uh, which by the way, have you watched any recent Impact? No. How dare you. First of all.
0: Uh, listen, first of all, nobody watches it back now.
1: Okay, it's 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 got a buzz. It's buzzing <laughs> I, like a bumblebee.
0: I I understand that. And I've watched some of the women's matches cuz women's wrestling. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But uh it's not something I like religiously watch.
1: We should start. Okay. I don't have time. You should watch it while you're doing the She lead showcase. No. <laughs> It's funny. how no. there's like wrestling it every day of the week, and Thursday is like oh, okay, it's just Impact. Nobody watches Impact, and in- people start watching Impact. You're like, God damn it! <laughs>
0: Honestly, people <laughs> people were watching it last week. I was like, why the fuck? Yeah, guys, come on now. But it was a banger main event. So like I understand why people did.
1: They got some good stuff, but uh, I bring that up because Scott Demore is still with Impact, and he's like the authority figure. Well, he's mm-hmm. the author- like real life authority. Um, but here in 2005, he was just a shitty manager for Team Canada. Shitty as in like he's a shithead. Um, comes out with uh, Bobby Roode. So we got Scott DeMore and Bobby Roode coming out to confront Christian. Christian being a Canadian. So it's like, oh, you know, he's going to join Team Canada. It all makes sense. It
0: all makes sense.
1: Uh, Don West says that Scott DeMore has a shit eating grin. Look at that thing, which is fun. It's a fun little <laughs> line by Don West. Yeah. Um, But Scott's basically like, hey, Christian, you shouldn't be going for that title. You should align yourself with people of political power, because at this point, Team Canada and Jeff Jarrett are basically a faction. So he's like, hey, don't go for our leader. Just join us because you're Canadian hockey. So (laughs) hockey. And there's a little sexual tension between Bobby Roode and Christian. Um, because Christian at first, he's like, I don't think so. And Bobby's like, is this, this not a question, Christian? Do you understand what you were just offered? Scott Moore gives Christian a Team Canada shirt. Christian says, looks like it's the right size, but I'm not sure if it's the right fit. <sighs> yeah. Do you get it?
0: I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, do you have any other thoughts on uh on this little promo segment?
0: Actually, I did have I did have a question. So yeah. the NWA title, right? Yeah. That's so. Does TNA not, at this time not have like their own
1: title? No, no, okay. that'll be like another year or so. I think maybe a little more than that. Because when they were formed, it was NWA TNA. It was like okay. a TNA was kind of like a subset of NWA, I guess. So they basically just carried forward the NWA title, the tag team titles and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's only a matter of time before. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's like another year or so.
0: OK, I was just curious because I was like, I didn't hear them mention at all, like a TNA world title or anything.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, they have the X I mean, Division so. title, but.
0: Well, as they should.
1: As they should. It's um, the best
0: division.
1: Yes, and we'll we'll get to that soon, which is probably my highlights of the show. Oh, for sure. Um, but before that, the NWA World Heavyweight title, number one contendership match, Monty Brown versus Jeff Hardy. Is this uh, is this your introduction? I guess it would be your introduction on Monty Brown. Yes. Thoughts? Love him. He's great, right?
0: He's great. I mean, you and Young Kings were talking about him like mm-hmm. when you had them on. And I was like, oh, well, since I'm doing a TNA pay-per-view because I think I decided by then I was like I can see what this is all about he's great hell of a guy hell of a competitor
1: yeah I mean the match itself is okay like I wouldn't say it's anything that would like it wouldn't be on a best of DVD for Monty Brown or anything but like you got to see a promo was probably the most important part the uh oh how how did that go again I I, you remember mm -mm. remember. no I don't (laughs) it was uh, I. it was like I don't know, he just made a lot of noises. It was like yeah. he sniffs the microphone. He goes,
0: Alpha male type <gasps> shit. <laughs> Something
1: like that, right? Um, Something. Spot on. Yeah. Uh, but Monty Brown, before the match, he's, he's cutting a promo because this is after Christian arrived. So he's like, No one's leapfrogging me. I've been here since day one. Not Christian and not Jeff Hardy, who he's about to face. Uh, Monty Brown says he's going big game hunting which is fun because he's in, he's in the Serengeti. Uh, that's where he's from. This is his hometown, the Serengeti. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the match. So first of all, Jeff Hardy comes out. I don't know what kind of drugs Jeff Hardy was on. <laughs> Smash, <but laughs>
0: Dude, crawling out to the right. That was. I, mm-mm.
1: It was a choice.
0: A, a terrible choice.
1: <laughs> he had like the face paint. This is when he just dumps a dumps a bucket of paint on him and goes out to the ring. Uh, like you said, zo- crawling out there like a zombie. Um, that that uh, that mess going to mess. But uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> but that being said, Monty Brown and Jeff Hardy are like legitimately two of my all time favorites. Uh, but that being said, the match was what it was. Uh, the finish comes when Jeff goes for a swanton, but misses and Monty Brown hits the, the pounce, pounce for the win. So Monty wins and he. So I, I couldn't tell if it was a number one contendership match or if it's just to see who moves up in the rankings. But uh, <laughs> but Mon, Monty moves up in the rankings, whatever that means.
0: Uh, listen, rank rank rankings aren't real. They don't do anything.
1: No, it's the rankings. That don't, no, no, you have, you have, you know, one through however.
0: But do people really abide by those?
1: Don West and Mike Taney do.
0: They're the only two.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, They're the only you, two. <laughs> do you have any other uh, thoughts on this match?
0: No, I mean it was it did what it had to do. Put Monty Brown over and put him higher in the rankings, or made him number one contender, or whatever the actual stipulation of this match was. Just said contenders match. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> what, what number does it mean? <laughs> is it number five contenders I don't know um but yeah I don't, I don't know how much longer Jeff Hardy's in TNA I don't think it's much longer because I think well, he,
0: so he only has one run in TNA right
1: no he actually oh, so he leaves
0: okay
1: I want to say maybe like early 2006 uh then he has a little run in WWE and then he leaves WWE in like 2009 or something and then he has another run in TNA. That's when he has like the whole like heel run as champion in TNA. Is that, which the, is...
0: Is that the sting incident?
1: Yes. OK, because yes. you yeah. said
0: Sting was like joining shortly. So I didn't know if that was like the time right. frame when that happened. Or is that later?
1: Yeah, that's like 2011 when that happens. Jesus. So, yeah, he had because he, he was in WWE for a while. That's when he like won the WWE title and all that stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: And then he left and went to TNA. And had a pretty significant run there. And then, shitty. Because then, because then there was the whole, like, broken Matt Hardy stuff. How long was he in TNA? God damn. It must have I, been forever. <laughs>
0: I don't know. This is why I asked you. You're supposed to be the TNA expert here, Kyle.
1: Because that was, like, five years ago when he was in TNA or something. I don't know. Um, Man, time Couldn't flies. Time flies when you're having fun.
0: I knew you were going to say that.
1: <laughs> but, uh, man. So now we have... The match that I was probably looking forward to the most, just like looking at the names in this match. Mm-hmm. It is a elimination eight man tag match to X division match. So we have the team of Alex Shelley, Christopher Daniels, Roderick Strong and Samoa Joe versus the team of Austin Aries, Chris Sabin, Matt Bentley and Sanjay Dutt. When you like see that collection of names, like what comes to mind for you? I mean,
0: even though they're on opposite teams, I think of Motor City Machine Guns. Yes, Shelly thank and you. Yeah. See, I know a little bit. I know Look a little you. bit.
1: You're, you're a tna TN, TN asshole, I think they're called.
0: <laughs> I I don't want to be a TN, a TN asshole. No, thank
1: you. Okay, well, that's you. That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got uh, you know, Roger Strong, who's still very relevant today. Uh, Smo Joe mm-hmm. as well, even though he's, you know, whatever... Who knows where he's going? Um, back, to
0: back to impact.
1: <laughs> yeah, two, I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, by the time it comes out, probably maybe, won't be
0: X Division anymore. But like, maybe
1: it's not about weight limits. It's about no limits.
0: Well, I know, but I feel like he's like more mainstream now. So I feel like you'd be going.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, that's possible.
0: <laughs> Observation, observations.
1: Um, Chris Sabin, who literally just wrestled for impact, like as of, <laughs> as of recording this, it was like a week ago. He was wrestling for impact. Yeah, um, you got Alex Shelley still wrestling around in the Indies. Christopher Daniels uh, backstage, mainly at AEW. So you got a lot of good talent that's still relevant today. Mm-hmm. Um, Notice I didn't mention Austin Aries, but <laughs> so Daniels is like a little backstage thing with his team and he's calling his group the Ministry. Which uh, do you remember? Or maybe you weren't watching, but maybe you've heard after the fact when how Christopher Daniels, he was allegedly supposed to be in the ministry in WWF. He was supposed to be the the higher power, but apparently he was too short. So they decided to make it Vince McMahon instead. Um, Logical. Yeah, very logical. So I didn't know if that was like a direct like shot at them. That's
0: what I immediately thought of when he
1: said that. I was like, really? But it kind of plays into his character. It does. Which which. Leads me to think, is that why that's his character? Because of that rejection? I don't know when when his fallen angel thing Probably. started, but that's actually something I didn't think about till just now. You're welcome. Thanks. But uh, he's called <laughs> his group, the <laughs> Ministry. And the story here is basically Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe, who are on the same team, but it's basically a power struggle of like, who's the real leader of the team? But um, <clears throat> they're able to like ignore that during the match itself. Um, but after the match, I say it boils over a little bit. Um, just 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 a little. But my main takeaway with this match probably is uh, that Samoa Joe was a monster in 2005. (laughs)
0: Jesus wrecked everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: scary fast.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's fast, he's strong, he's stiff. Um. Interject your jokes here. But uh Pause. S- pause. <laughs> <It's a moment laughs> joke. Yeah, he's uh looking really good. This is like his peak, I would say, physically. Just he hits like a Claymore kick on somebody that knocks their britches off. Um but uh so it's it's an elimination match. So these are basically the eliminations. So Austin Aries hits a brain buster, uh, followed by a 450 onto Roderick Strong to eliminate him. Uh, Daniels then right away rolls up Austin Aries to eliminate Aries. So now we're at three to three. Uh, Alex Shelley submits Sanjay Dutt with a cross face. Uh, Matt Bentley then eliminates Shelley with a super kick, which, by the way, before we go any further, are you a fan of Matt Bentley?
0: I uh, never heard of him until this.
1: Do you know who his cousin is? No, It's Shawn Michaels.
0: Wait,
1: actually? Yes, yes, actually. That's why he does a super kick and uh the elbow. Oh. But that's his whole it, that's it, his gimmick. It, it, I'm, I'm spreading the word cousin. I'm spreading the word of Matt Bentley to everybody that comes on here because mm-hmm. he's he's a phenomenon. Um Okay. Yeah. You're saying he didn't stick out to you? The no. heartbreak the heartbreak cousin?
0: <laughs> no.
1: That's a shame. Poor Can't Matt. Bentley. It. sorry. Um, so Matt Bentley eliminates Alex Shelley with a super kick, which brings it to uh, what two to two or something? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Chris Saban. Uh, we, we were talking about Smojo being yeah. so good. So is Chris Saban, by the way, and he was probably yes. the other one that stuck out, um, especially because he's still going today and he's still really good. But he was just so like explosive in this match, like that hesitation drop kick he did where he like levitates in the air and just kicks his opponent in the corner. Is
0: insane.
1: Insane. Um, We got Daniels in there, a a rare best moonsault ever botch because he like kind of overshot him. But um, Matt Bentley hits a super kick to Samoa Joe. He then goes for a victory roll on Daniels. So Matt Bentley hops on Daniels shoulders, but Daniels like basically gives him to Samoa Joe, who then hits the muscle buster and the coquina clutch for the tap out. So now it's Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels versus Chris Saban. Uh, Joe's going for a muscle buster on Chris Sabin, but Matt Bentley pulls Joe's feet, which makes him lose control when he pulls him to the outside. Uh, and this allows Christopher Daniels to hit the Angels wings on the Chris Sabin for the win. So Daniels gets the win for his team. Uh, but Joe is not too happy about this because he wanted to get the final win. But, uh, I guess, you know, there, there's a little there's a hullabaloo after the match. But, uh, as far as the match itself, what do you think of it?
0: Uh, incredible. I mean, X Division guys fast as hell, strong as hell. Yeah.
1: They
0: delivered. I really was just like waiting to see like Shelly and Saban on the ring together because Obviously, mm-hmm. I've seen them teaming, but I've never seen them one on one. So I was like waiting for that to happen. Obviously, incredible. And Roger Strong, I completely forgot was in DNA.
1: If you blinked, you would have missed it.
0: He's he was everywhere.
1: Yeah, he was. This is a point where like TNA and Ring of Honor like traded wrestlers basically, but ultimately they would get to a point where it's like you know you're either here or there. So, but yeah. it was like right before that. So,
0: I mean, amazing match. Probably. Maybe my
1: match of the night. Yeah. No, yeah, I would. I would allow that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm watching this match and I don't know, maybe it's the, the nostalgia of it. I mean, we tend to like watch older wrestling with rose covered glasses or whatever the phrase is, but mm-hmm. um, it just, I'm watching this. It just feels like it's it doesn't look as choreographed as like a lot of modern wrestling does like. I think of like a w and I feel like how spots are often very like telegraphed, and you have like people waiting, yeah, waiting for spot, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and I didn't see any of that in this match. everything just seemed to be so smooth and seamless,
0: no, and that's what I'm saying, like and the fact that it's so fast,
1: yes, like their yeah.
0: movements were so fluid, and you don't really see that a whole lot in mm-hmm. like wrestling now, so I was all about this match,
1: yeah, for sure. And maybe a part of that is the six-sided ring i don't know maybe if you can spring off the ropes faster
0: i kind of i kind of fuck with the six-sided ring i'm not gonna lie
1: it's something yeah i mean
0: it's cool wrestlers
1: yeah i guess i don't know Re- wrestlers say that it's very it's more like there's more tension so it's like it's harder to take yeah. bumps on and maybe i don't know there's other issues with it but as a viewer i fucks with it
0: aesthetically it's pleasing
1: I'm 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 known as a hexagon kind of guy so
0: oh you know I can I can sense that about you you know
1: that I'm a six-sided boy yeah yeah <laughs> what's your favorite shape
0: fuck I don't know I'll wait oh please don't
1: hold on hold on, hold on I gotta go my where's uh, the drum roll all right, hold on. what's your favorite shape Oh shit, that's not a drum roll. That's a joke. Hold on. I gotta find it.
0: <laughs> what's your.
1: Hear... Didn't... You didn't hear it? Hold on. No. Man. Fuck, cucks. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. Hold on. Okay, live. Here we go. I never, oh, never use this. All right. <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll edit this in post. Okay, I can't
0: wait.
1: Ca- hey, Catherine, what's your favorite Ew. shape?
0: Ew, <laughs> first of all, all you're not gonna
1: call me Catherine. Cater Tot, what's your favorite shape?
0: A circle.
1: God, that's a 40-second sound. <laughs> Jesus, all right.
0: That well, clapping lasted circle. so long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I don't
0: know. I don't know. Like, ring. First thing it popped up.
1: All right. You don't like corners, I guess. Um No. <laughs> I'll tell you who did like corners cutting corners as <laughs> Samoa Joe. That didn't really make any sense, but um, no,
0: you do it. You did great.
1: So the match happens. We got Daniels and Joey Samoa. They're the winners of the match. And uh, but Joe is he's very like, hey, bro, I wanted to earn. He doesn't talk like that, but he's like, yo, uh, I, I wanted to win the match. So but they fist bump and it's all good. It's all dandy. But then Bam. Joe attacks Daniels, uh, gives him a big boot, like a really brutal kick to the face. Um, Then he grabs a chair and hits Daniels with it. So much blood. uh, Hits a muscle buster. Security comes out to to try to tame Samoa Joe. But just like Miley Cyrus, he cannot be tamed. Uh, Samoa Joe then hits a second muscle buster, this time onto the chair. He's the visual of Daniels. he just has blood all over his face, all over the mat. He's on the chair. Uh, Joe finally leaves. And then AJ from the opposite tunnel. So Joe, Joe goes in one tunnel. AJ comes out the other tunnel. He comes out showing concern for Daniels, which is very significant because AJ and Daniels had been feuding for quite some time. A pretty uh, very like a, a big time feud between those two. Um, so this shows how dastardly that Samoa Joe is. I, I would say, like outside of Christian debuting, this is probably the most significant, like memorable part of the show, in my opinion.
0: Well, yeah, Samoa Joe almost killed Christopher Daniels.
1: Man, almost. You can't kill Close. a fallen angel, though. Because uh, it's already it's already dead. He's an angel.
0: But yeah, that, I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah, you can't. It's just illogical.
1: That's what they that's what they say. Um, including Planet Jarrett, who are backstage with Shane Douglas. So we got uh Jeff Jarrett and AMW, who are uh, two TNA originals been there since day one. And uh, for months and months, Jeff Jarrett's been running around like, hey goddamn, uh, these these new guys are going to keep getting signed and the originals are going to get pushed out and Memphis. So they they this is basically what's happening. Christian has debuted and now he thinks that, oh, now the originals are going to start to fade away and get released or whatever. Uh, but it's OK because they are the champs. So Jeff Jarrett is the world champ. AMW are the tag team champs. So that's kind of their motivation for holding those titles, I guess. But uh, after that, we have a, as if that blood wasn't enough to quest, quench your thirst. We have a hardcore match between sabu and abyss uh remember the egg from before that's what's gonna happen to sabu's head yes yes and uh sabu comes out he basically because he has his uh is it a turban is is that what it is i don't uh, i don't want to i want people yelling at me but i think think it's a turban that's
0: considered
1: a head a a headgear of some sort
0: a headpiece of sorts
1: there it is we workshopped it uh, but he has it over his head, but it's also covering part of his arm and Abyss thinks it is the barbed wire because that's what Sabu did like on impact or something. He had barbed wire on his arm and Abyss is like, because he's scared of barbed wire. Uh, but <laughs> so Sabu takes it off and there's nothing. So he's just playing mind games with Abyss. But uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in this match. Did any particular spots stick out to you amongst all of this carnage?
0: I mean, not really. It kind of just reminded me of just like a, I mean, I've seen Sabu live before, so I Mm. kind of knew what to expect from this. Just a hardcore-ass match. Sabu jumping off everything he can, going Mm -hmm. through whatever, thumbtacks.
1: Of course. Of course. Of course.
0: It's not a hardcore match if there's no thumbtacks, right?
1: No, it'd be a softcore Right,
0: yeah, you're 100% correct.
1: If a match isn't hardcore, is it softcore? So, like, I don't know, like, you no, know, Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair, was that a softcore match?
0: I mean, if you look at it like that, yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> oh shit, stop, stop, stop. Okay, I don't know how to control this thing. Um,
0: <laughs> too much clapping. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, these two were certainly clapping back at each other um, in this hardcore match. So like you said, it's a, it's Sabu versus Abyss. You kind of know what to expect. You got a yeah. Sabu tossing chairs at Abyss, Sabu hitting the triple jump moonsault onto Abyss his knee, by the way, landed right on Abyss's face. Uh hopefully that mask is thick because that looked brutal. Yeah. Um hopefully that's a Carmella mask so it you know protects Abyss. <laughs> uh what happens here? So Sabu goes to toss a chair to a, at Abyss' head from the ring to the floor where Abyss is standing. But Abyss like gets out of the way. He like moves towards the table, but Sabu audibles and just does like a flipping leg drop from the ring through the table through Abyss, which looked pretty sweet. That was probably the coolest spot. Yeah, it's super smooth. Like this, this, this era of Sabu, I feel like is kind of slept on. I feel like he's pretty smooth in his TNA matches. Like people think yeah. of him like botching and whatever, which he does a fair amount of that. But his TNA That's run cool. is that is very good. Um, Good job, Sabu. Oh, Sabu. Oh, Uh <laughs> But Thumbtacks, of course, get pulled out at some point. Abyss lays him out on the mat. But as he's doing this, Sabu pulls out a barbed wire chair, a uh, a chair wrapped in barbed wire. So he brings it into the ring. He goes to hit Abyss with it. But James Mitchell uses his cane to stop (laughs) Sabu from swinging it, which is fun. Um, I love that. I love James Mitchell is there to serve a purpose, which I I like that about that. Um, Abyss eventually hits a uh, like a spinning choke slam. Onto Sabu through the tax, which look, I mean, he, he didn't just drop him into the tax. he slammed that motherfucker right into those tax. Um, but I guess how else are you going to take attack bump?
0: I, honestly, there's no easy way to do it. You, go big or go home.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but that only gets a two count amazingly. So Abyss goes to hit a splash onto Sabu from the second rope, but he misses the splash and goes into the tax himself. Uh so everybody's just a pincushion out there, but ultimately <laughs> Abyss hits the black hole slam onto the barbed wire chair for the win. So yeah, lots of uh lots of violence. Yeah. Would you rather take a bump into tax or get slammed onto a barbed wire chair?
0: Um I don't know. I feel like I feel like barbed wire is like a lot like I like people get like straight up stuck in that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like thumbtacks, you kind of just like if you can reach them, pull them out fast.
1: I feel like thumbtacks are kind of annoying. All, though.
0: Yeah, not all of them are going to be faced up.
1: Mm. But then you have to like walk around. You like think you got all of them out. But then you're like in the shower. You're like, oh, God damn it. There's one in my asshole still.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just like sand at the beach, you know?
1: <laughs> it's exactly like saying at the beach. You know, when you put you, it that you way, think it really you makes got sense. it all
0: off you, and then you go shower and you're like, "Where? How is there more?
1: What in tarnation? Yeah, I know. What's I'm with you. What in
0: tarnation?
1: <laughs> but uh, fun match between Abyss and Sabu. Uh, A yeah. little change of pace, though. With this next match, we got the X Division title on the line the champion, AJ Styles versus yeah. Petey Williams. Ooh, a little a young, fresh AJ Styles. What do you think little of a
0: little baby AJ?
1: Mmm, puka shells I, and all.
0: <laughs> fucking puka shells. <laughs> why puka, Why was that even a thing?
1: That was cool. Two thousand five.
0: You, you definitely wore
1: puka shells. I think I tried them once. I think one of my school pictures. I'm wearing puka shells.
0: As I say, you bootcut jeans, the black shoes, the mm. shitty button-ups, the puka shells, you had it all in one outfit.
1: I had I also had blonde highlights at a certain point, which I think coincides. I think it was the same time I had the Puka Shell necklace. So that was
0: It all makes sense. Yeah. The freaking frosted tips.
1: I loved in sync. What can I say?
0: <laughs> you clearly did.
1: Um <laughs> but I said bye 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 to that. Uh, at, uh, after a while so nice one. and I was like that's not gonna be me you know um, fuck what other songs are there
0: you're doing great keep pop. going
1: anyways um
0: <laughs> <laughs> just scream pop
1: <laughs> yeah I figured you'd just throw that in there Um but I popped when I was watching this match so AJ Styles versus Petey Williams uh, my main takeaway here was that AJ's ass takes a pounding in this match <laughs> Does it not?
0: I, I, why? do you Why is that your only takeaway from this? Look,
1: this dude went for a flipping tope. So PD's on the outside. AJ's in the ring. He, he does a flip over the top rope. This dude's too athletic, so he goes into the crowd. But he yep. lands on the steel barricade, asshole first. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, well, okay, maybe they will take it easy the rest of the match. But no. No. They do a spot where... P.D. Williams, German suplexes AJ Styles from the apron onto to the barricade, which Mm-mm. you're picturing that in your head. You're like, man, they probably did that in a safe kind of way. Nope. <laughs> nope. They just AJ just goes flying again. Asshole first into the barricade. Um, it, he was sitting on a donut after this match. That's, <laughs> that's all I got to say.
0: Didn't he? F- it looked like he fucked up his arm on that spot.
1: He probably did. He's probably more focused on his like, the asshole. Way he landed,
0: It looked like his arm was like. It smashed against the yeah. barricade. I don't know. It looked painful as hell. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: I mean, there's no good way to take that kind of bump.
0: Well, especially because they're fucking bicycle racks.
1: <laughs> you don't like, think they were effective barricades? No! <laughs> they just...
0: No, those aren't good barricades.
1: They're in Orlando. They probably just went to the Space Mountain and you're like, hey, can I have these
0: like, can we have a few of those, please?
1: Just a few. I of mean, them.
0: AW does the same fucking thing. Like, you guys need actual berry like barricades.
1: Yeah, no, this is rough. Um, but yeah, that kind of shifts the tone of the match. So the match isn't like as like fast paced as you might expect. But I think you kind of got that in that eight, that eight man earlier. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a different kind of match, which I do like how they structured it that way. Um but AJ takes that big bump on the on the barricade. So PD has control most of the match, as he should. Like, how is AJ going to come back from that? Yeah. Uh, but a Pele kick turns the tide for a little bit. And uh, towards the end, they're like countering each other's finishers. So uh, AJ is going for the Styles Clash. PD going for the Canadian Destroyer. Counter, counter, because they faced each other a bunch, like in the past year or two. So they're playing mm-hmm. off of that as well. Um, but at some point, Samoa Joe comes back out with his his trademark towel around his neck. But it has Christopher Daniels blood all over it. Mm -hmm. And this distracts AJ for a bit because AJ is on the top rope and he sees this and he's like, what in tarnation? What is this? And then uh, PD takes advantage. He's going to superplex AJ. But AJ hits a styles clash from the second rope for the win. So AJ retains the belt. And uh, there's a little stare down between AJ and Joe. So we got that coming in the future, which I'm sure will be quite the banger, as the kids say. So, (laughs) yeah, a a great match. Great match.
0: Oh, my God. AJ still to this day is putting on bangers. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: seeing him like in 2005 and he's.
1: Yeah.
0: How it's like same with R-Truth. Like they just continue to get better yeah. And like they don't. I mean, AJ obviously ages because he looks like an actual child here, <laughs> but he looks like a child. He looks like a child. And then the mom of that child now.
1: <laughs> yeah. AJ never really figured out his look, I don't think. But uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was cool at the time.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, poop shells.
1: I mean, I, I probably thought it was cool. Just you. Yeah. Just me. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. AJ's Every time I watch him, it's like he might be the best of all time. Like given just how long he's been doing it, I mean, in the ring at least, Yeah, is how he's evolved over time.
0: And yeah, and the moves he was doing back then, and he can pull out every once in a while now, yeah. and still do. Mm-hmm. It bonkers.
1: Yeah, he's he's gotten better at promos today. So it's like as he like gets older, he gets better at the talking aspect of it. So yeah, yeah he's so good. So good, good. job, AJ. But um, man, the main event is uh, quite the uh, <laughs> it's quite the thing that happened. So uh, it's a six man tag match. No titles are on the line because it's not about titles. No, no. What's it about? Uh, Hold on. What's it don't. about? <laughs> <laughs> Revenge.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. I wish there was a boo. Hold on. Pause. Is there no boo? All right, I'll have to add that uh later. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're ridiculous. I love it.
1: Uh but so we got Rhino and Team 3D aka the Dudley Boys yeah. versus America's most wanted and Jeff Jarrett. Accompanied by Gail Kim, which is a fun little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this, ma- I mean, I don't know. There, there's a lot that happens here. What were your <laughs> overall thoughts of this this main event?
0: I mean, uh, very reminiscent of WCW on whatever the fuck we watched.
1: Uncensored, from- I think. It was. Uncensored
0: from 95. It was just like no rules all over the damn place. One thing I remember, and I don't know why, Rhino falling down the stairs. falling down the bleachers yeah yeah i was just i was in shock that that happened it was very entertaining and the um i i wish they would have like used it having the table like in front of the tunnel and having that shot so somebody went through the table yeah like rhino was trying to gore did
1: nobody actually did nobody end up going through that table no god damn it that's what i'm saying
0: like that would have been a perfect spot to do because then you could have had the angle from them running and then the aftermath of them falling down the
1: tunnel.
0: Yeah, I got excited and then disappointed when it didn't happen. So <laughs> fuck you, DNA. Well,
1: hey, you didn't have that, but you had a cheese grater.
0: Yeah, what the? Uh, what is? I don't
1: even. So, do so to just set the scene here, so we got <laughs> the, the, the the aforementioned. So, what they call the um, fuck, what do they call it? Controversy in Canada, I think they call it, was when uh, Jeff uh, Jarrett won the title from Raven that we talked about previously. And with the help of AMW. So they, they've they created that kind of faction along with Team Canada. But they're facing off against Rhino and Team 3D. Rhino, who um, actually won the title at Bound for Glory, the, the previous pay-per-view. But on an impact in between the two pay-per-views, Jeff Jarrett okay. was able to reclaim it uh, with the help of AMW. And then you also have Team 3D, who recently debuted in TNA. But pretty much right away, they were, like, destroyed by AMW, uh, laid bloody in the ring, and then they had, like, a fake funeral for Team 3D where they... That's thats quite the segment, if you've never seen that. I mean, what, in...
0: a, what a time.
1: You have, like, James Storm pissing in one of the f- caskets, um, Team Canada's there with their hockey sticks. Um, they're, they're making quite the mockery of the Dudleys, which I, I don't take too kindly to. No, no. Uh, Well, that's basically the backstory. So they're looking for revenge on Jarrett and AMW for that. Um, So the heels come in and then uh, Rhino and Team 3D enter. And then Jarrett, Chris Harris, James Storm, they all scurry into the crowd, like like in all different parts of the crowd and and, and they're in the impact zone. Uh, And then they basically just pair off. So you got like James Storm and, Bubba Ray fighting. You got Devon and Chris Harris fighting, and then you got Jeff Jarrett and Rhino fighting. So it's like three different matches happening. <laughs> so it all makes like, sense. Yeah, it's so much chaos like you got. um, so But yeah, the the spot, the bleachers is probably my favorite. It was yeah, Jarrett and Rhino are fighting. I think it's where the Spanish commentary was, which mm-hmm. is like kind of up high on the bleachers. They're fighting on top of the table. Jarrett Jarrett hits a low blow to Rhino. And the rhino just tumbles down the bleachers like a goofy asshole. Just
0: it reminded me of like when Arn fell. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, like I shouldn't have laughed, but I was in tears laughing. <laughs> Both times for all the things all falling. People falling down is funny.
1: It's always funny. Always funny. Always funny. Um, then you have Bubba has a cheese grater. He grates James Storm's head with it. Um, This is after James Storm, by the way, takes a beer bottle and throws it at Bubba. Like not like a like a Uh,
0: no, he like full on yeets it at
1: him. Yes, that's how I describe it. Quite the yeet. Um, (laughs) But uh, Harris then gets the cheese grater and grates Bubba's testicles with it. Uh, What else? What else happens here? Uh, A rhino hits a pile driver onto Jeff Jarrett on the stage, which looked pretty brutal. Um and like you said, they set up a table like up against the tunnel. Yeah. Um, if anybody remembers that when Rhino gored Chris Jericho through the smackdown set, it was basically that, uh, yeah. but through a table. But never happens. They tease it, but um Jarrett, or what happens, He's Rhino Rhino's going to gore Jarrett, but James Storm super kicks Rhino to save. Um then everyone eventually gets kind of by the ring. Um, everyone's hitting their finishers. Rhino, it's a Gore to Jeff Jarrett, has him pinned, but Chris Harrett pulls the ref out. But then Team 3D ultimately hits the 3D onto Chris Harris for the win. Uh, but then Jarrett, or I guess there's there's some aftermath that happens. But yeah. yeah. Any any other thoughts, uh, nuggets on the match itself?
0: I mean, it did. It did what it had to do. Yeah. Cause like kind of the same way with like Raven and Just Incredible mm-hmm. or whatever the PJ plaque, whatever the fuck the name is. Yeah. It, it was a brawl. Like you don't expect it to be like a normal kind of match, right? Like, you don't expect it to be like AJ versus PD. No, you expect this to be like blood carnage, all hell breaking loose, and that's basically what they did. So I mean, it, the job, the match did the job. Mm-hmm. the spots were were fun still wish i got the table spot through the tunnel a little bitter about it but mm,
1: you know yeah. maybe one day
0: because it would have been such a good shot thinking about it from like a cinematic perspective that mm-hmm. shot would have been incredible
1: i wonder if they do that eventually if they do i'll let you know yeah <laughs> maybe please please keep me updated if
0: that happens <laughs> somebody going through a table through that tunnel
1: that's got to happen at least once
0: it has to right
1: Uh, But yeah, like you said, it's very like WCW, very Attitude Era, kind of like what you would see in the main events, like Stone Cold and whoever. Um, But it's, you know, in the context of the card, like you have AJ and PD, you have the X Division 8 man for like your work rate, fast paced. And then you have like the hardcore match and then you have, you know, this. So They're giving you a little bit of everything, which uh, I appreciate. But uh, so the Rhino and Team 3D, they win. But then Jarrett is in the ring with a guitar, hits Rhino in the head with a guitar as they're celebrating a damn double J. Uh, Team 3D goes to to hit the 3D on the Jeff Jarrett. But Gail Kim's in the ring now and hits a low blow to defend against it. Then they go to they basically team 3D. They they re they they recharge, I guess. And then they set up a table. They put Jarrett on the table. And then they go to powerbomb Gail Kim through Jarrett, through the table. But out comes Team Canada, as if there weren't enough bodies in the ring at this point. Jesus. (laughs) So Team Canada is in. They they basically take out the Dudleys and Rhino. And then out comes Christian Cage, now wearing his ring jacket, which is not suspicious at all. Um,
0: Not at all. Not at
1: all. Glittery. Captain Charisma jacket and a steel chair. He unzips the jacket. Bug out, it's Team Canada. Christian. God. Oh, man. Oh, say it ain't so. Christian Cage is a part of Team Canada. Those damn Canadians. Those damn Canadians. They get you every time. Um, <laughs> so him and Christian and Scott to more hug. Everybody's celebrating. Bobby Roods is just all jolly over there. Uh, but that damn Christian, he 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 hoodwinked Scott Damore, hits him with the hu- unprettier after their hug. He basically transitions from a hug into an unprettier, uh, hits it, and uh the 3D to uh somebody, Scott Damore. Do they hit the three D on Scott Damore?
0: I don't think they hit it on Scott Damore.
1: They hit it on somebody, maybe Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, they do I
0: think Jarrett.
1: Yeah. The Dudleys basically lift Jarrett up and Christian hits the neckbreaker portion of it. Onto Jarrett through the table, which is a beautiful way to end the show because you have your debut of Christian, but you also have Team 3D and Rhino standing tall. And then, I guess, building towards Christian versus Jarrett. But, uh, yeah. Fun way to end the show, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, that transition from a hug to the unprettier. Good job. Yeah.
1: Are you going to, like, hug somebody now and expect to go face planting into the ground?
0: I... I don't hug many people, but the people I do hug, I would not do that
1: to. Yeah, people suck. I agree. But (laughs) There's a
0: few people I would like to do that to, but.
1: Give them an unprettier.
0: Yeah,
1: that's a very specific way you want to attack somebody. But
0: I mean, that's how we're talking right now.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's going to be fresh in your mind next time you get in a fight.
0: I've never been in a fight.
1: Well, that's that's what somebody who's about to get in a fight would say.
0: I really wanted to in high school. I never did.
1: It's never too late. It's never too late.
0: Go back to high school, fight somebody. Uh, That's against the law. Can't do that.
1: (laughs) Okay, you don't have to fight like a high school person. (laughs) You can fight anybody. I could. You could fight. You know. um, Oh, give me a second. I mean, you could always, uh, you know. Well, you could always create Genesis. You could always uh, gen genesis is there a, is genesis a verb Ge- generate is, gen- is genesis based on generate.
0: Uh,
1: you could always genesis a fight in your head whenever you feel uh, appropriate. But speaking of genesis, what genesis TNA total nonstop action genesis 2005. Uh, yeah, a, a fun show to watch. Yeah. for sure. Um. Do you have any other like overall thoughts on the show?
0: I, I mean, it was a good balance of everything. You kind of like brought it up. Like you had your hardcore yeah. match, your your banger matches, like the eight man tag, AJ and PD, and then you just kind of had like your your matches that were kind of there, like Raven and Justin. Mm-hmm. A, a business of Boo was the thing that happened. Like they they did what they had to do. And, like, Monty Brown and Jeff Hardy, like, there were stakes. What were the stakes? But it was just a normal match. So I, right. this was a good card, honestly. And I'm happy I got to watch it. So mm-hmm. thank you for yeah. letting me watch this.
1: A little better than Uncensored 1995.
0: <laughs> um, Uncensored 1995 was probably the worst thing I've ever watched in my entire <laughs> 25 years of being alive. So thank you for That's that. That's a bit harsh. It's are you gonna tell me I'm wrong?
1: No, like, it, was, it was an abysmal show.
0: The fact that, that was I sat here watching that shit and I was like, there's no way he made me watch this. Like there's no way
1: <laughs> hey, you already watched some good classic wrestling, then you got it I was like,
0: oh cool, WCW, You've never watched it, heard some heard some things, let's see. Fucking Dustin Rhodes and whoever in a back of it
1: I can't even like recall any of the matches other than that. That then he, and then
0: the Harlem Heat yeah boys. was
1: Kevin Sullivan on that show
0: oh my god I don't know
1: <laughs> <So> you're <laughs> expecting Goldberg and DDP and I was expecting Hulk Hogan,
0: something
1: sting sting was on the show he, I think he wrestled like earthquake or some stupid shit um, uh, did he big Bubba the boss man
0: i don't know i just remember uh, lots of scooby-doo shenanigans happening <laughs> yes,
1: the renegade that's that that was renegade, a yes
0: the renegade, jimmy hart that's all i really remember rick flair was there yeah. being a piece of shit what else is new so mm. well it's all i really remember from that show
1: good to good to hear this was a upgrade from that
0: oh eons above
1: that's great to hear but speaking of renegades couple of renegades over there at the She Leach Showcase what the fuck? <laughs> well Good thank you thank you Katie for uh, making the time to come on here to watch the show and all that shiz uh,
0: thanks for having me on
1: of course where can everybody uh, find you and listen to the She Showcase? Showcase
0: um, so you can follow me on Twitter at katyrasslin13 I have a link to my bio to take you to all things She Showcase so we t- uh, stream live on Twitch every Thursday night around 9 p.m eastern uh, unless something happens it like holidays it was all different but whatever right. um we have a youtube channel that's also in the link tree anchor spotify google podcast apple podcasts um uh, we do the weekly show which is she Lead showcase i have a interview series i do which kyle so graciously was on
1: i was happy to be a part of it
0: it was a good time um it's, that's my baby. I, I love that show the most, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a so, good listen. I,
0: thank you. I try, I try to make it a good listen. It's, that's it's,
1: all you it's, it's do. my guess.
0: It's my guess. It's all them. I just ask questions. <laughs> so yeah, Inside the Mind of, and then there's a collab show called In the Crowd. I do every once in a while. I'm going to rebrand that, I think, into something completely different. And then Savannah is going to have a show out sometime in January about New Japan so nice. we kind of have a lot happening over there
1: man you're a big mover and shaker over there Love I'm
0: trying it. trying here
1: I mean what do you guys think <laughs> yeah me too me too
0: I, I think this is the first time I've heard you use these fucking sound
1: like it's, it's been a while I always forget they're there
0: well, but I'm happy I got to bring that back for you.
1: Hey, that's, that's why that's we're nothing eating. else. That's why, that's why the people tune in.
0: I, exactly. Not about the wrestling. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. The drum rolls, the applause.
1: What's your favorite knock knock joke?
0: Oh my god. Uh, or, or I
1: guess I guess any joke, if you have a better one.
0: I don't. I don't even know. What's your favorite joke?
1: Um,
0: yeah, it's not so fun, is it? Hold
1: on, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> who's, who's a wrestler? Who's a wrestler that we don't like? Ric Flair. No, he's fine. Uh, he? yeah, he's, Cody his, his big stupid penis is fine. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. All right. So ask me, ask me again, uh, what my favorite joke is.
0: Okay, Kyle. What is your favorite? Cody joke? Rhodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you to Katie from the Sheelete Showcase for joining me on today's TNA review. Like I said in the beginning, uh, check her out on Twitter at Katie Rastlin13. I'll put all of her info in the description, but go check out her link tree for all of the various shows that she does. She just plugged them better than I ever could. So go check that out and uh, check me out, all my full episodes at apronbump.com. Make sure to check out the YouTube as well for. Um, Full episodes, clips, video versions of the podcast, as well as some uh, unique uh, YouTube content, YouTube exclusive content. Uh, I have to sneeze. Hold on a second. Uh, um, But <laughs> go check out. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yes. YouTube exclusive content. I'm going to start pumping out more. Um, YouTube's going to be like my uh, my current day reviews, current day topics that I discuss, going to be trying that out. I already did a video uh, titled 100 things that could improve WWE, which was a uh, a fun one. Go check that out on YouTube if you have not already, but have a few more ideas that will be coming out uh, in the future. By the time uh by the time this drops, you might already see a little something. I don't know. Ooh, no. But uh, <laughs> so go check that out. And uh yeah, like like sub share uh hmm, spank me? I don't know. What what else do you need to do to make me Joe Rogan? Uh <laughs> but That's that's all I got for you guys. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Smooches all around. Yeah. I'm hard. So hard.
0: Go round and disregard it. Strip you off the ground, show you the heart is. Standin' strong, the proud of let started.